always have joy cons. It's Veterans Day. <sighs> okay, so I'm watching uh, Andrew Schultz yesterday on Flagrancy, and the title is Democrats Restore Winners. Uh, they're as bad as Republicans, or they're they're just like Republicans, and and I hear all right. Alright, so this is my opinion on the whole thing. Take it for what it is. It's just the way I see the world. So, and the Democrats are being sore winners. Uh, Not to be picky, it just... They are. And, And the Republicans are being sore losers. Oh my god. Uh, well, the elections were rigged. The, the There's there's probably election rigging on both sides at all times. I don't trust either party. Um, they, they both do. Gerrymandering is, is alive and well for a reason. And they both do the same thing to each other. Uh, so when... when Democrats won, <clears throat> where's the, alright, so when my kids, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to explain this, <clears throat> so that way you understand, like, exactly what is going on, when, when I was my kid's soccer coach, or any coach throughout the years, it really isn't, did you win or lose, but how you played the game, that is life, that we, we all lose, we all die in the end, um, so it doesn't matter if you've got 31 million dollars or whatever, we all die, nobody gets to live forever, so, I don't know, trying to amass as much stuff as you can while you're here, Maybe not the best of ideas. Like, that's really why we're here. And so, in in the spirit of Biden in the speech saying, hey, you know, we're all Americans. We are all Americans. But he did not even sound like he believed it. We are all Americans. Right? People in Mexico, they're Americans. People in Canada, they're Americans. People in South America, we're all Americans. Right? But if you want to be specific, yes, everybody in this country is an American, but we're all Americans. Anyway, Democrat, Republican, liberal, and where was the third party this time around? Why did it come down to these two guys? Which is the main point that I want to get at, is that when was the last time you voted for somebody instead of against somebody? When was the last time you really looked at, like... Do any of these people have anything for me in my, in my being our, in our favor? Anybody out there helping us? Or do they both just do their own thing? They both have a dip, like, we're reading the dichotomy of leadership, and it's like, 
one group is a micromanager and the other group is a, ah, you'll all be fine, you got it. Uh, there's a happy medium. And what we need to do is stop voting for any of these people until they send us somebody worthy to be voted for. Tell me and honestly look in your heart and say, yes, I really like this person or that person that's in the political realm. And I know a lot of people are like, well, let's vote for um, for Biden because he's not Trump. All right? But he's, he's not the best, but you can't have ideals. No, you should have ideals. You should live to those ideals. You should have a moral compass. You should not betray your moral compass. And you should not vote the lesser of two evils. The lesser of two evils is what got us here. Um, the way that I vote, well, when I was in the military, my vote was whoever was least likely to get me killed for a bad reason. I figured anybody could get me killed for any reason, but if I got to die for something, I would at least like it to be for a good reason. Um, but the last three elections, I put none of the above. Because none of the above is what I would vote for, or would want, or accept. What if you showed up, because, you know, the president's a job, he works for us. What if you showed up at a job interview, and you were as not suitable... No, what kind of person wants to be the president of the United States? That has got to be one of the toughest jobs on the planet. And you are an egomaniac if you think that you... Or, I'm going to come up here and fix it. Or unite us all. Or figure something. You can never make everybody happy as evidence right now. And there's my other point. Biden barely won. Like... In, in the grand scheme of things, barely won. It was like 51, 52% to 48%, you know. We even say 54 to 46%, you know, because who knows how many other people voted none of the above or Mickey Mouse or whatever. Um, it, it really shows how we are cut down the middle, like... Right down the middle, almost. Barely. It's a majority, but it's not a majority. Um, I think that in most states that there might be a, a runoff to make sure that, you know, because somebody's got to have 50% of the votes. And do they? All right, well, do they, considering how many people didn't vote? Yeah, a lot of people voted, but how many people didn't vote? And how many people voted for Kanye and other people? So, he didn't get 50% of the vote. He just got the majority or more than the other guy. So, don't... He should be humble and appreciative. And we should all be bowing down angry that it's not the other guy, you know, and, but no, every time it's, it's worse 
than the last time. They just keep going through, and it just gets worse. You know, Rome didn't last forever. Uh, the United Soviet Socialist Republics uh, did not last forever. Uh, England's not the superpower that it was, or what it was. Nothing is promised forever. Nothing lasts forever. This whole experiment could fail. And, uh... And then who knows? Um, I'm not saying that's likely. At least maybe not in our lifetime. But if, if we keep running the country the way that it's being run, it won't be here. So, I mean, regime changes, things happen, it's not good, it's not pretty. Korea, Vietnam, Afghanistan, Iraq. Uh, in some ways, Amer- some American cities are even more dangerous than Iraq or Afghanistan. Like, on the top 20 places, they're worse places to uh, <laughs> visit, live, and or go. So you won't be killed by terrorists. Uh or just assholes with guns, or just assholes, period. Uh, American cities are pretty high on those lists. So, nothing, uh, but, so, it shows how cut down the middle we are, and divided, and, and all we do is see difference in people. You're different from me. How am I different from you? I fucking live here. You live here. We're American. How am I different? Oh, I like to surf? Oh, I like to listen to punk? Oh, I like to go swimming? Or I like to do underwaters, right? I understand why most of you don't like me because I like underwaters. I can get that. But to not like me because of a, B, or C, or to not like anybody, right? Every time you meet somebody, it's a new person. Uh, a stranger is just a friend we haven't made yet. Why is everybody, you know, why are we so, <clears throat> well, because we live in a hostile country, but it shouldn't be that way. Why, uh, I grew up in a moderately small town in California, well, a couple. Um, all my neighbors, you know, we all knew each other. If they let me climb their trees, I mean, um, (laughs) I don't even know. The, how were people, everybody knew each other, you know, and, and then, you know, granted, you, you move into larger cities, so you can't know everybody. But you should try to know everybody. As many people... I remember uh, the bank tellers all knew my dad. Oh, you're a West's kid. Like, everybody knew my dad. Um, Anywhere in town, I went, oh, yeah, yeah, I know your dad. Um, It just... I don't know. It just felt like the thing to be, you know, people knowing each other. That way you have a vested interest in the people in your neighborhood. And why wouldn't you want to have a vested interest in the people in your neighborhood? Um, 
they're your neighbors. <laughs> like, who else should you know? You know, have friends and stuff like that. But oh, my house is on fire. Shoot, let's go help somebody out. Oh, blah blah blah. Like, the answer is yes. The answer is not no. And the ah. <laughs> so I really like Andrew Schultz. Uh, I think he's probably one of the truest, uh, I'm going to call it satire, or because, I mean, it, he's a younger, hipper Joe Rogan. Like, if Andrew Schultz is where he is now, by time he's at Joe Rogan's age, you know, and nothing is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan started the whole thing, but you know, I mean, there's just a way. There's always somebody that comes up. You know, I mean, go back to Howard Stern. Like, there's always somebody coming up, um, who's. It's like the old Daily Show when uh, John Stewart was doing it, and you know, it it was. I mean, he's a he's a straight newsman who makes jokes. Or he's a comedian who can be serious and do the news. You know, what somebody was talking about, like, what he brought to that. I mean, like a Walter Cronkite, you know, not... He was different from Walter Cronkite, but he was Dan Rather. You know, that's... He was an anchorman. Like, I got my news from The Daily Show because, you know, this is... uh, Golf War... Well, not golf war, but just continuing uh, whatever you, you want to call the period between the first Gulf War and the second Gulf War. Um, on, on 9-11 or whenever he came back, <clears throat> like, you could feel, like, he was, he was there. He was confused with us, didn't know what was going on. Uh, it was a very... Um, but he was reassuring, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, if John Stewart can laugh, then I can laugh, you know, it, it's okay, um, and, and I see Andrew Schultz, like, his comedy is hilarious, um, his, his viewpoints are, uh, I like them, they're pretty good, I mean, like I said, I, he, so he picks a side and he goes, well, the Democrats aren't that bad. And and I understand, but I, I want... In my response, I, I think you can't pick a side and you have to say both sides fucking suck. And and that's the end of the story. And because that's how you fix it, by actually recognizing that neither side is right and that there is a problem and that we need to do something... And that voting the lesser of two evils is not the way to go. Because voting the lesser of two evils has gotten us to this point. This is like... Um, oh, the movie where the guy goes into the future. You know, and like... This is a C... Probably a D average at this point. But a C... Level education of what... 
they don't they don't spend money on the schools to teach the people because if they taught the people then the people would see that this was all bullshit like the Amer- uh, the I'm gonna, so the average newspaper magazine article is written for the seventh grade at the best um if you can graduate high school senior year how are we not all reading at least uh, and this feels low too sophomore junior level instead of seventh grade and and some of the articles on the internet because you can put in, I mean look I put this on the internet so anything can be on the internet um the way these articles read, I'm just like, uh, who the, who's my, uh, like, this is horrible, um, and I'm the king of run-on sentences and things like that, so I'm, I'm not throwing rocks, I, I can only imagine, there was a really good, um, it was, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, and he was, he had one of the copy editors on for the New Yorker, and, um, I could only imagine the the red ink. This one would run out of, of ink on my first page uh, with all the grammatical errors. I'm sure. Um, sounded intense. I was like, "Wow!" And but she said that she never had to do much to to his stuff because I mean, it's Mount Gladwell. Dude's an awesome writer. So, Andrew Schultz. Check them out if you... I'll have the link down below. Uh, listen to it, and then you you can you go, well, he's wrong, or he's right, or he's what. It doesn't matter. It's just my opinion. Um, you're free to have your opinion. I hope you have an opinion. That's what I would want. But I would want your opinion to be your own opinion and not what somebody else gave you. So that was the the first thing that I was watching, and then um, been on a James Baldwin kick lately. Um, he, I, I like him a lot. Um, it's funny because Eldridge Cleaver doesn't like him, but I think some people are just shit talkers. Because um, if you're both fighting for freedom, um, Malcolm and Martin got along. I'm just saying. So, uh, we all want freedom. But, um, so, um, wow. He he starts off uh, a little, well, so it's called I'm Not the N-Word Something. And uh, it, it starts off. He's because um, I've heard, I've I've watched many of his speeches and uh, his debates, you know, or interviews, and he's smooth. Um, but at the beginning of it, I, I, he, he's emotional because the first time he says the N word, like I can feel the hatred. The second time he says it, it's it's lost its edge in that he's calmed down but like because he says that he knew that he was not that by the time he was 17 
um, <sighs> I can only imagine, and I could hear it when he said it, if, if you've heard that word in hate, the way that it's intended, um, it's a hurtful word, like, that's why I don't even say it, like, I, it's just not a good word, and it, it doesn't help anybody, it doesn't heal anybody, it is meant to cause pain, um, and, and if you're any person that has a word that causes that much pain for you, they're equal, you know, and one of my really good friends, Will Willis, says there are no bad words, they're just certain words we don't use at certain times. Because the word itself is not a bad word, it's just a word, it, but it's your in, intonation of the word the hatred in that word that it's it's what the unfortunately the confederate battle flag has become it it's just a symbol for people to rally around and um yeah oh so It goes from <clears throat> him to Dr. Cornell West and talking about integrity and wisdom and um, wow, <clears throat> like just a powerful three pack combo on on who we are and he ends it or about three quarters of the way he he reaches his this peak on this point and I, I love the way he speaks because um, he, he uses a lot of he uses regular everyday like the man is hip he is up on whatever is going on um, amazing orator uh, powerful intelligent, uh, funny, witty, and, and he says that, you know, we, we don't have a, we've never had a black problem in America, we've never had a woman's problem in America, we've never had a gay, LGBTQ problem in America, we've never had a, uh, indigenous people problem in America, we've never had um, a disabled problem in America. He's, he, he's saying that, like, everybody's got a problem in America. We're not alone, but because we keep looking at ourselves as either Democrat or Republican or different in whatever view you find yourself different from people. And if we would all see we're all in a problem every single person and, and if we pulled that microscope even further we'd say that everybody on this planet has a problem right not just a disease uh, everything 
we're messing up the planet, we're messing up the country, everybody just throws their trash anywhere, and we're watching the Kardashians. <laughs> this is like, the Kardashians are like the, uh, what is that, the music group that played on the Titanic as it sank. That's, that's the equivalent of where the Kardashians are for us. The ship is sinking, here watch this. Right? As Rome was burning, I think they still had gladiator games. We still have football. I'm just saying we're missing the point. And we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. <clears throat> and good people die. And nothing changes. I'm not saying ever, you know. I'm not there for every stop. I don't. Nobody should be shot if they're. If it can be avoided. But maybe we need braver cops. You know, you took the job. There's a reason we. I'm not a cop. Uh, there's a reason that lots of people aren't cops. But if you want to be a cop, you better have the high. I, I almost want to say, and, and this is my thought you want people who don't want to be cops to be cops. Because those kind of people are going to be the people that do the right thing, right? Uh, you're not urban assault soldiers on the, in the battle against crime. You're here to protect and serve. You're a servant of the community. You work for us. We pay your salary. So you should be nice until it's time to not be nice. And if you follow the the rules and you do what you're supposed to do, then no one can fault you. But at the end of the day, only you know what you did or what you did not do, just like everybody else. You know, uh, gets fire. Dionicus is talking about how um, dudes in the line, you know, in the phalanx fighting and doing everything they could, but when their buddy next to them dies, did they do everything they could? Were they hiding in the shield of the guy next to them? Were they protecting themselves or did they give everything they got and the other team was just better? And, and I think that that's an important factor is that like everybody's worried, nervous, anxious, scared, you know, pick, pick your word at some level. But as a law enforcement officer, you've got to be heart of gold, intelligent, brave, you know, quick, all those things, but all wrapped into one person that's here to defend us and protect us, not to enslave us and, you know, <clears throat> be powerful. You know, you see the old beat cops where they used to walk down the streets. And I have a criminal justice degree, so I, I can speak for uh, things that... And I come from a, a law enforcement officer family. Uh, so I've, I've seen both sides. And I've seen good cops, and I've seen not good cops. And I've met not good cops. And I've seen, uh... And it's just a dirty... Yeah. You know, 
mean, I think they get paid plenty. <laughs> they, with all the overtime, especially in San Antonio, what these guys can make. Uh, we need non-corrupt politicians and non-corrupt law enforcement. If, if Mr. Smith went to Washington and everybody that went to Washington was a Mr. Smith, uh, I think we'd be in a lot better place. Somebody calls himself, I'm a politician. I am a servant of the people and would like to serve you in this capacity. Not, I mean, because what's a politician? Poly, many, tick, blood-sucking bug? Many blood-sucking bugs? Yeah, that sounds like a politician to me. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, but so, really enjoyed these two, um, YouTube videos. This was last night, night before Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. Um, here, here's a loophole. Alright, so, um, <laughs> When the national anthem is played, you can either stand or take a knee, it doesn't matter. But they say that for civilians, um, you can put your right hand over your heart, but military members stand at attention. Well, I am not a civilian. I haven't been a civilian for 20-something years. I'm a veteran, and so I stand at attention when the national anthem is played. Uh, Is it a racist song? Yes. Is it probably stand for shit that I would take a knee for? Yes. But it's the best thing we got. So I, I do, I guess I do make it, my, my term is I'm an American, so I will stand for whatever I can to do. Because it's, that, that song isn't the second chorus. The song isn't. It's like the one thing we could, like if Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive, was our song, everybody should stand for that song and that's our song. Or The Bros Hymn by Pennywise. Like, it's just one of those songs that's supposed to unite us. Um, And so I show respect to the people that came before me. But kneeling is showing respect to the people who came before us. Whatever you do, if it's a heartfelt sentiment and you're doing it because it's in your heart, then that's what you do. I stand at attention. You know, <laughs> call me, you know, is it the, is it a C. Kyle? Like, am I doing that? I don't think so. Um, some days I think the government should be overthrown too. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all for, you're like, what the fuck are these people doing? Um, but then I'm, I'm non-violent, so it, it can't. But, oh, we just got to stop backing each other into corners. You're allowed to have your opinion. I'm allowed to have my opinion. And as long as my opinion isn't hurting anybody, then it's okay. You can have an opinion just don't inflict it on other people. So, like, I don't eat fish. Fish are friends, not food. I've had the same thought since I was 15. I made a deal with the all-to-sea life. I was, I was swimming. I was 15 years old. I was surfing 
have a palisades. It's kind of a sharky area. Uh, I know a lady was eaten by a great white up at Avila, and that's like five miles, and then Pismo's always gushing. So it's a sharky area. And I'd had my third run-in with a shark, maybe like a week or two surfing before down at Tahegas. And uh, that's down uh, when it was north of Santa Barbara. Everybody would know it, but you're not supposed to give away the surf spots, but you can name them. So I'm at Tahegas, <clears throat> and so it's a week or two later, I'm, I'm surfing at Palisades, and I'm all by myself. There's nobody out. It's a gray morning. The water's gray. It's just perfect, like, shark weather. Um, I'm also, also, I'm a believer. I do not talk about them either. It's just you don't talk about them. <laughs> because if you don't talk about it, you're aware, and you make sure you do everything you can, and you feel senses, but, like, sharks sense your vibrations. So if you put off fear, you're looking for trouble. So, um... So I put off, you know, like, happy vibes. So I'm out in the water, and I'm just looking, and I say, if you won't eat me, I won't eat you. I'll make a deal with you. And a shark jumped out of the water, and I took it as acceptance of my, um, my pact, my, uh, treaty with all the fish, and I don't eat them. <clears throat> when I was 26, Finding Nemo came out. Fisher Friends Not Food. I had an epiphany. It was my my religion um, right there on the screen. So it went with the reasons that we love Finding Nemo. But I don't inflict my views on other people um, and say, oh, well, you can't do it. No, it's my deal with them. If you want to make a deal with them, you make a deal with them. But that's my deal with them. And I think that's what you have to make. Uh, Tech B guy, very intelligent guy. He, uh, he helps out with SoCom Athlete. And he's like, what's your rules? Right? We talked about this before. You need rules that are, you know, your gravity. They're, you know, I don't believe in gravity. Gravity doesn't exist. Rule number one. Um, so I'm lighter, faster than I should be. Maybe. <laughs> but that's just a, there's a, like a joke for a thing. But the rules part is like make your rules and then these are what you live by and this is how you'll avoid uh, moral injury or PTSD for some things. Because if you do everything for the right reason and you believe that and you're doing the best you can, there is nothing that anybody can say to you. And you shouldn't, who cares whatever they say to you? They don't count. Because if they knew you, they would know you and they would be, okay, that's true. And and that's the kind of person that we need to be. And it's it's hard, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that pops up, or could pop up, um, opportunities, and you have to, your opportunities, or the things that you do, should be 
doing a better society? Yes. Does it better me? Yes. Is it good for society? Yes. Is it good for me also? Yes. Okay. Right? If all of our decisions were based off of that, how would you ever be wrong? It's buddy breathing. I want you to breathe and live and survive and be free more than I want to be. And you want me to be that free. And so we don't mess with each other. You don't hamper or dampen anybody else's path to uh, the pursuit of happiness. And you be a good person. It's pretty easy, I think, but... Oh. Yeah. Alright, so I've... My... <clears throat> Veterans Day ramble on the way to go surfing. Um, because, one, there's a hurricane, and two, there's supposed to be really good waves, and three, it's Veterans Day, and there are waves... And I have to go catch them for my friends that can no longer catch them. And smile and be appreciative of what I got. <clears throat> it feels a little Kelly Slater-ish because I couldn't find anybody that could go with me. So I'm driving by myself. I think surfing now has become... It used to be catch as many waves as you can. And it's still high priority. But it's so much fun being with your friends catching waves, watching them surf, having a good time. Um, the sharing, I think, is is what I enjoy most. So, it feels a little lonely. And I tried to get a bunch of people to go surfing with me, and I couldn't get anybody. <clears throat> so, oh well. I'm, I'm sure maybe I'll run into somebody that I know down there. That, that is a nice thing, running into friends. Um... I always loved that, like showing up at a spot and seeing somebody, dude, what's up, because uh, we get to talk to each other out there, sometimes, you know, waves are down for a little bit, or you see someone catch a good wave, and you start chatting with people, <clears throat> not all the time, but uh, I definitely, there are usually groups of people that are friendly, and say hello, so, Thank you for listening. I uh, hope you're having a wonderful or had a wonderful Veterans Day. Uh, yeah. So have a good one. And uh, there you go.